Hello and welcome to After the Sermon, an Austin Oaks Church podcast that invites our congregation to come and process the work that God is doing in our lives, in our church, and in our community. Today I'm joined by Kel. What's up, guys? Hey, and Miranda. Hey, hey. Hey, so we're so excited to have this conversation. We just had Celebration Sunday. Celebrate. Good times. Come on. We should have counted how many times we said celebrate. I try to say it as many times as possible. Celebrate and life change were kind of my like go-to words through my whole sermon. I think we were like up to a close 50 at least. If a listener would like word. to rewatch and create a, you yes. know, a running tally. It was pretty amazing. I I just know I caught it myself. I'm like, let's stand up and celebrate. 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 <laughs> and then, of course, the, the song, right? Celebrate. So uh, we like to start the, the podcast hearing a little summary of what was preached on. So, Cal, you were uh, sharing a lot out of John 3. Yeah. And so would you just share a little bit? Yeah, totally. It, it was such a sweet thing to be able to preach on John 3 and then in, you know, Celebration Sunday with everything because... The, the passage we were going through is this conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus, who, one of the Pharisees, he's a religious ruler, um, a guy who is interested in hearing what Jesus has to say because he's seen him do some things and he's seen him get this following. But the Pharisees are also not super thrilled about this. And so he comes to Jesus in the middle of the night, tries to have this conversation, wants to know a little bit more about who Jesus is and, and what he's about. And Jesus kind of turns the tables on him as Jesus is off to do uh, and makes this conversation less about, hey, who am I? And, and more of going, hey, you need to have your life changed. And he has this conversation that's super weird about being born again. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, Nicodemus is really confused because Jesus says, hey, only one who is born again can be can see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus goes like, so like, am I supposed to be like reborn? Do I, you know, enter my mother's mm -hmm. womb again, which is hilarious imagery. Uh, and instead Jesus is going, no, you must be born again of the spirit that you must be born of water and the spirit renewed and cleansed and reborn and made new. And I love this passage, not just because it is a really fun passage, not because it just talks about being born again and life change, but also it's an example of Jesus's teaching in this moment about life change, mm -hmm. and then Nicodemus's life reflects that, where he will eventually experience this movement. So we look at Nicodemus's life, where he starts kind of timid in the middle of the night having this conversation, and the next time we see him, he's advocating for Jesus on a small level of just going, hey, maybe we shouldn't just kill the guy without hearing a public trial, right? right. Uh, which, you know, isn't exactly like a screaming defense, but it's movement and then the third and last time we see him he's bringing a you know 75 pounds of burial ointment and spices to prepare the dead body of Jesus after he has been removed from the cross and everyone has abandoned him and we see him now going I am willing to associate yeah. with this man because I I I believe who he is mm -hmm. I know the kingdom I see the king and so we get this sweet look of what true life change really looks like, and uh, not just in teaching, but in actual story. Mm -hmm. It's a person's life who had an encounter with Christ, and his life was changed after that. So it's just this really sweet thing, and we got to dive into some Old Testament and New Testament scripture that really reflects this idea of being 
change from the inside out of having a heart of stone move to a heart of flesh and having, uh, you know, being cleansed and, and brought new, not because of our works, but because of the sweet mercy and richness of God's love through Jesus and the sending of the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. super cool message to be able to talk about on a Sunday where it's like, hey, this is just a Sunday about stories of life change, of yeah. celebrating mm-hmm. the movement of God in your heart. Yeah. I Have you seen The Chosen? I have not, yeah. but it's on a, okay. you know, it's sitting on our like queue of all of our streaming <laughs> it's, shows. So in season one, they really spend a lot of time with Nicodemus's story and it struck me so much. So if you've watched The Chosen or you can find it in a lot of places for free to stream mm-hmm. my but Yeah, they're now starting to add it to like Netflix. I know, it's awesome. But I, for whatever reason, his story just became that much more tangible and real yeah. of I'm encountering this Jesus, but I'm really scared to be associated with. Totally. And even there's this image of him where Jesus invites him to come along and he says, I know I have to like take care of my family. I can't. And he just secretly gives a little bit of money and then walks. But you can see the anguish of him like, I, I, I'm not, I want to follow and I'm not Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. internal and it was so powerful to me just being able to see that. And so I really, that resonated as you were sharing that, even the journey and how we can relate to that. And I was thinking too, we give him a really hard time for asking that question about how do you be born totally. again. But how often do we do that right. with scripture or with a sermon? We're yeah. like, but do you literally mean? Right. Right? And and it's, he's a teacher of the law. This is one of the people who would have known the most, you know, it's a thing that you don't really get to dive into in a small sermonette of going like, Jesus is looking at him going like, you're a teacher of the law and you don't understand these things, Mm -hmm. right? And it's somewhat of a rebuke, but it's also Jesus acknowledging like, hey, like you can only truly know and understand things when I'm with you, when you're having it revealed to you through the movement of the Holy Spirit, because where, you know, you should know Old Testament law and like mm-hmm. you should know these ideas, but you don't actually know them. Yeah. Or you know the person that they're centered around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. totally. Yeah. I'm curious with the Ezekiel passage, when you all hear a heart of stone to a heart of flesh, what does that mean to you? Yeah, Miranda, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. <sighs> yeah. Um, I feel like it's, it keeps making me think of like the constant ways that he's worked in my life and that I've seen in others too. And even just with the baptisms, I love baptismal Sundays. I mm-hmm. love all of our celebration Sundays so much because they resonate with me so much. But I think of just like how it's, it's progressive. It's not like an automatic, just one light switch is flipped right. on. Like, I feel like it's, each time there's a new light switch that's being flipped on. It's like, okay, this, when we're moving from a heart of stone to flesh, like it's, you're peeling back one layer. Mm. You're like digging deep into rock. So like, this is something that God's been showing me as a metaphor lately of just the idea of like, when we're standing on like some sort of surface that's just like been built up of soil that's Mm. compacted. And it's like, when you start to dig into it, 
you're opening it up, you're breaking it apart and you're having Mm. to like unearth things Mm. and it has to happen in layers. It Mm. can't happen like all at once. And so in order for us to do things and like be able to really understand the depth of his love, to understand who he is, like it has to happen in layers. Mm -hmm. And if we're not learning who he is first, then we can't actually learn how to trust him. We can't actually learn how to like experience and receive his love. And so it's not actually going to change our hearts and our minds until it's happening in those layers, just like it is with any other relationship, like our relationships here with one another, with anyone else that we know, like you don't become best friends with someone overnight. Like Mm -hmm. that's just not how it happens. And so he's such a kind and gentle Lord that he's like, Hey, I'm going to be patient and I'm going to keep pursuing you over and over and over Mm. again, but it's not going to be this place of, I know you're going to automatically trust me with all of your heart right right away, Mm. but I want all of your heart. I want you to trust me with all of your heart, but I know it's going to take time and I know there's fear there. And I just love that he, he constantly encourages us in the exact way that we need and what we need to hear, knowing exactly where we're at. Mm. And he's not judging us. He's just like, Hey, are you ready now? Are you ready to take totally. another step of faith? Yeah. Because I'm ready for you. That's good. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it, it, it comes a lot to this idea of like understanding the whys versus the, because I'm, I'm a person who's like, I want to know why something is, mm-hmm. how it happened. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do something, why am I actually doing it? What's the point, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, he goes like, you know, the spirit's like the wind, you don't, the wind blows where it goes and you don't know where it comes from or where it goes, where did it come from? Cotton Eye Joe, you know, it like, it it has, you have this idea of like, there's mystery and that's how it is with the spirit too. And Mm -hmm. you go like, people can't just turn stone into living flesh that has blood pumping through it, you know, where it's a, it's, Mm -hmm. this is an organ that is actually moving and alive. Like it's like, Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen. If you, you know, if you're a magician who's performing a trick, it may seem wild, but you go, ultimately, there's a there's a way you were able to do that. There's sleight of hand, or you were hiding something somewhere. With this, you go, you can't, how did you do this, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How did you actually take me from dead to alive? And Jesus is going, the important part is not understanding, like, how, because that's for the spirit. Mm-hmm. The important part is going, like, you need to know that you need this and that you call out for it yeah mm-hmm. and then the holy spirit has moved you and so you go praise god yeah yeah mm-hmm. so good and i think it there's a level of freedom when you know it's not an instant yeah all of a sudden the rock just falls off and now all of a sudden you're magically in this different but it is truly a journey and even you see that with nicodemus right mm-hmm. the kindness of god i was like yeah this is gonna be an unfolding yeah. this is gonna be a journey for him and how relatable is that? And then when you were talking, Miranda, about the ground and you think about digging a well and you mm-hmm. think about like where does the water source come, come from? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. It just clicks. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, of course, right? But sometimes we just think it's a waterfall moment, instant, we're just flooded and we're uh, we've arrived well, and I've, I've heard a senior yes. pastor recently talk about <laughs> yeah. a, a vision of trickling water mm, turning into, yeah. you know, water at your ankles. And Who then could that be? Some random guy. I don't know. <laughs> it's a it's like a process. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I, yeah. but how quickly and how hard in our culture, we just want that instant yeah. fix and that instant gratification and mm-hmm. it how much we externally, of course, but then how much 
we don't even realize we're doing it to ourselves internally as well and the patience and yeah. but yeah. we don't extend ourselves the same grace and patience that God does yeah. totally. to us. Yes. So I'm curious, I would love to hear your baptism's story yeah. with this theme of baptism and I'd love to hear. Yeah. Um, I'll kick it off. Uh, so I uh, got saved when I was um, kind of fifth grade moving into sixth grade. My mom had gone through her first round of breast cancer mm. and whenever she was you know, finding healing and recovery from that, which was a crazy story in and of itself. That was for me when I went like, okay, if God has my life, my mom's life in, in his hands, then it only makes sense for me to give him mine. And God baptized soon after because we were at Austin Oaks at this point and talking to people there, talking to my mom, talking to my grandparents. And there was a very easy sense of like, hey, when, when you do this, your response is baptism. And so we were at a family reunion and there was a little river in that was like going through the little property. And so my brother and I uh, both got baptized at the same time uh, by my grandpa uh, and, you know, baptized us in the river. Couldn't make it over to Israel to go in the Jordan. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right. You know, the, the Guadalupe had to do. Yeah. <laughs> Close second. Clo it's yeah, everyone yeah. says the Guadalupe exactly. is the Jordan <laughs> of, 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 of that specific <laughs> area. Yeah. So it was a... It was a really sweet moment because we got to be around family. And it's funny looking back on it now because there was no way that I would have known these things at the time. But you go, man, what a sweet blessing that was to my mom and to my grandparents. Of like, mm -hmm. they had poured in and invested into my brother and I and other members of the family who'd get to go, like, this is a sweet celebration and a remembrance of what I did. But then to other family members who do not know Jesus. It was a testimony of going like, why are they doing what they're doing? And like, right. this was a, it's a statement of like, just, and, and again, none of these things that I would have known at the time or thought of. And so it was a, it's a sweet thing to look back on. Hmm. Really cool. Mm, that's lovely. Thank you, Miranda. Um, yeah. So I was baptized as a baby, but I grew up in the Methodist church mm. and then, um, Really in like 2020 was when I was starting to kind of move more from like lukewarm to on fire for the Lord. I had started reading through the Bible in a year for the first time from like September 2019 to 2020. And um, just the Lord was speaking to me in such a new way of spending time just on my own in his word and really getting to like know him better, kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier. And one of the celebration Sundays, it was... March 21st of 21, I thought that I was supposed to be inviting my brother and my cousin and I had been praying on it. I'd invited mm. them. They like ended up not coming and I was wearing a dress. I was not planning <laughs> on getting baptized <laughs> at all. Like no plans of it. And, but I had kept having this like thought and now I know it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me just because I've had different encounters with him at this point to where I recognize like, yeah. okay, is this mm -hmm. God speaking to me? Is this my own thoughts? What's going on here? And it was him telling me like, Hey, I think you, even though you've been baptized before, like that doesn't mean that that's really your profession of faith. That mm -hmm. was not really you mm -hmm. professing yeah. at that time. And, um, then there were like two little kids that had gotten baptized that Sunday that then spurred 
Levi, our drummer, Mm -hmm. um, to get baptized. And then him spurred me to get baptized. So it was this like really beautiful Holy Spirit train. Mm -hmm. Um, That's great. So I ended up going up to talk to Kirsten Hoffman. She had been like pouring into me a little bit in the youth ministry at that time. She was kind of a coach for us leaders and talked with her about it. And then like went up there and Lucas baptized me, which was also cool just because he had seen a lot of my growth in um, Hmm. ministry. And um, it was me realizing how much I had, I had grown in the depth of my relationship with Mm. the Lord Mm. and how it was this new level of him breaking ground and like Mm. breaking me apart, breaking me open, fueling me back together. And now, and I know Kel and I have talked about this before, but it's been even more evident more lately of just how much he's like, you don't need to be the one that's equipped Miranda. Like I do the equipping and every time I'm breaking you apart, it's in that brokenness, the in between all of the areas where like my light and my glory shines through. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's like, I don't remember what they're called, but I know there's these vessels that they'll show of like when it's pottery that's broken up and there's gold that gets fused in between. And that's what I constantly think of with those types of things is just that he's like, I'm continuing to do that. And every time I do it, like it's, you're more powerful because I'm, Mm -hmm. you're making space for me to be there. You're making space for me to have room Mm -hmm. to shine through and for you to hear me, to understand me, to listen and all of those things. So yeah, I grew up Methodist and in seventh grade, I had gone through confirmation and kind of thought I knew what that was, but it's like just understanding that like the, the way that the Lord really works in all of our relationships is different and knowing that for most of us, it isn't just this one big aha moment. Mm -hmm. It's constantly and continually growing in relationship Mm -hmm. with him and understanding when are you actually ready to surrender your life versus just making him a piece of your life. And that's something that I've been reminded by a friend more recently is like, okay, in the last three years, Miranda, you've, you've changed a ton. And like, it's a difference of making Mm -hmm. him your focus versus he's always been part of your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a big part of my story with baptism. And then, um, just some like really sweet things that came of that was there was another gal that she ended up getting baptized because of me. She Mm. said that like, she Mm. also grew up Methodist Kaylee Douglas and she reached out to me like later on. And so we've like identified as baptism buddies now at this point. (laughs) She was like, she was like, I felt the same way, you know, like when you shared what you said. So it was like continuation on the Holy spirit led train for that. Yeah. And then one of our girls, Gia, um, that's now in eighth grade, uh, she shared, she was in, uh, I helped lead the middle school girls last year and she was part of our group for the first time. Mm-hmm. And she shared with me on one of the first days that we met as a group that she ended up getting baptized because of my baptism too, that like she realized she wanted to do it, but had to do it much later. Yeah. And so it was like when I finally got to go back and like rewatch that one, mm-hmm. I was there. I just didn't realize it. And it, just the connections of all of the people that like Man. I've known at this point and how like, yeah. we just don't know how much our step of obedience means to someone else mm-hmm. yeah, and not to act out of like, say this out of pride of like, I'm so thankful that I got to be the one that like spurred someone else. Like, I'm just so happy that I got to even understand and know totally. that there was more to it than the, like just my right. own love and joy and experience and awe in it for me. Totally. Yes. Like it was like, this was a huge blessing afterwards to then hear that where I'm just like crying and like, thank you Gia, <laughs> for sharing, you know? So Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. 
Would you mind so. sharing a little bit of your journey yesterday yes. at church? Yes. So I'm still not really, this is going back to the whole, none of us know everything mm-hmm. and we're all on a journey and learning and growing. So yesterday during church, like I was feeling just this really strong sense of, I call it like Holy Spirit fire. It's just like kind of like in my chest, I'm feeling his presence and knowing like I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to do something. Mm. And so I kept kind of praying as you were leading worship. Am I supposed to get up? Am I supposed to move? What's kind of supposed to happen Mm. here, Lord? And so one of the last worship songs I went over to Scott Wallace, he was standing over at the baptismal area. And I just, I felt like I was supposed to get baptized again. Mm. And it sounds a little bit strange because yes, I got baptized in, in March of 21, but, um, I had met with a deliverance minister earlier in June through a friend and, um, she's a prophetic evangelist and just really was speaking a ton of things that I had already been, God had already spoken directly to me. There were a Mm. few things that she kind of just added on that was just the Lord speaking directly through her Mm -hmm. and affirming things that I already knew. And so, but one of the things she spoke to was about me being like partially baptized and this Mm. idea of me basically like dipping my feet in the water and Mm. kind of going in continuation with all of the things that Brandon's been talking (laughs) about of like, are we getting our ankles deep? Are we letting ourselves continue to walk deeper and deeper into Mm -hmm. the water or not? And so, um, over these last several months, the Lord had been showing me that, my heart had been, and I know you're not going to be able to see this on this podcast, but it's the tough my part heart, of an yes. audio medium. She's, hold, audio. she's putting her hands on top of each other. On, on top of each other in like a heart formation. And so he had been showing me, this is what my heart looks like. It's closed off. Mm. And so every time his like, his words of love that I'm receiving of words of affirmation of anything that he's speaking to me, that's love that he's speaking to me it's coming and it's sitting for a second and it's getting easily brushed off by lies or by anything else Mm. in the world. And so I've finally been starting to truly surrender and Mm. have an open hands and open heart mindset to where now it's having my hands open like this and being able to say I'm receiving it. It allows for the water to pool. It allows it to be held and actually like receive and hold on to it. And so it's been a deeper level of that. And yesterday it was like, I, I just want to profess that. And I was wrestling with the idea of, is this me wanting to do this because I want to call attention to it? Mm. Or is this like something that the Lord's actually wanting me to do? Mm. And, um, then I just kept feeling that, Mm -hmm. that same sort of Holy Spirit fire feeling. So I went to go talk to Scott for a little bit and he was sharing with me, he's like, you know, once you're baptized, like you don't need to do it again. Like you've surrendered. And, um, it was just the idea of realizing this is layers of walking in freedom. Yeah. And this is just a deeper layer of that walking in freedom and being okay with that. And on top of that, during the worship service, sorry, first time on a podcast. So I'm going to hit things, (laughs) um, talk with my hands and, um, during the service, it was the first time I'd felt in a long time in our church to be completely mm. honest and transparent where I felt fully free to worship as mm. I wanted to. Man. And so, because when we were doing all of the baptismal services outside, it was this sweet, like, I can just dance freely. Yes. However, yeah. students yeah. ministry, when we had student summer weekend, similar yeah. thing. And it was like, but yesterday I didn't care who was around me. Mm -hmm. I was dancing, I was jumping up and down and Mm -hmm. it wasn't the whole time, but there were parts of it where I was just like, 
I don't care what anyone else thinks, what it looks like. And this is lovely because it's just me and him. Amen. And so I'm so thankful for y'all creating that environment and stewarding it Mm. and what the Lord is really doing in our church to help foster that environment Mm. to make room for the Holy Spirit. So, Mm. um, but yeah, Scott had suggested that I talk with Chad if I was open to that more about baptism. And I was like, yes, I would love that, especially because that is something that we've been talking about with youth ministry. And I really feel like. I don't know a lot of the ins and outs of baptism and I would like to know more of the biblical understanding behind it. And it's, it's one of the like oldest traditions of our faith, right? And it's something, it's something that really does unify us, but also it's so crazy how it divides us too. And like there's churches and denominations built based off of our different perspectives on baptism, which Mm -hmm. is so interesting, right? The thing that was supposed to unify us, right? right? So, but when you were talking, one, just thank you for sharing because I think Absolutely. your journey is so relatable of like... It's such a sweet testament. Right? And I think like, oh, because we can forget so quickly that's actually about what Jesus did, not what we do, right? right. So mm-hmm. we can feel like, oh, now I'm, now I get it. So I want to show, like, a, it's mm-hmm. almost like this, this Stick gold star, ground. this yeah. check mark. And it's yeah. like, no, no, but if you remember, if you're rooted in, it's about what he did mm-hmm. on my behalf. And I'm just... As I g- journey on, I'm getting more and more of an understanding of what that truly means and what that looks like. Yeah. All of a sudden, it shifts the story of like, okay, because that was how I like came to like accept Jesus was going to camp every summer, mm-hmm. and there's I want to make sure for sure. So I'm gonna go mm-hmm. forward. I want to recommit my life because I want to make sure for sure. Make sure it mm-hmm. sticks this time. Yes, yeah. it was yeah. like my mom's in the back, you know, sometimes being like, "Why is she up there again?" You know, like, <laughs> but it's just like that fear yeah. of like, I want to make sure, right? Because it wasn't about what Jesus did yeah. for me; it was about me performing mm-hmm. some kind of religious, yeah. perfect formula to make sure for sure. And so I think it's so relatable, and I think a lot of people wrestle with that. Definitely, a little bit of my baptism journey is. I was baptized when I was 10 mm-hmm. and um, with my sister in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, which was really special because yeah. it was a, the camp that I was a part of was actually it was at another camp on that same lake. So really special. Um, and then this in tw- 2015, I was able to go to Israel. And I was actually able to go to the Jordan River, which is crazy. The Jordan of Israel. The, jo- <laughs> the actual, yes, in Israel. <laughs> The one of one. The one, the the one, the Jesus, yeah. Um, And so when we were there, we were invited to, like, remember our baptism. And so a few of us decided to remember our baptism. And I never really heard that phrase a ton before. And um, this is a plug for Revival Night. We're going to be doing a little bit of that. Just saying, just come this This Thursday. This Thursday. (laughs) October 5th. Um, (laughs) That's Cal, if you're wondering. What? No, that was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nudging you. But I think there is this that invitation, Miranda, even as you're talking of, like remembering our baptism and yeah. making some of, like just marking those moments of saying, yeah, I'm not, like the Lord has still be, been so yeah. good to me and is journeying with me mm-hmm. and, and inviting me kindly into deeper and deeper waters. And mm-hmm. that journey will continue until I'm with him yeah. perfectly, fully. Yes. Um, and the pressure's off to be at a certain point on a certain. So I'm so grateful that that was one other thing you said too about breaking open. And again, yeah. not for us to be able 
to do it without him, it's actually like our dependence increases mm-hmm. as these layers get peeled back. Yeah. Our actual dependence and neediness grows. And we're like, and it's like, I can't do this without. Mm-hmm. And so it's opposite of what we would prefer or what the culture says, right? And it's yeah. opposite of what you would expect because yeah. it's kind of like the more you know of God, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, and I remember yes. a Bible teacher telling me that. And it's like in your study of God, if God gets smaller, that's not the right Bible study. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your bi- the Bible study should be that God should be getting bigger yes. and more mysterious, more beautiful, more other, yes. right? So um, yes. I also wanted to talk a little bit about just kind of circling back about Nicodemus making his faith like public. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I loved that was new. That was fresh for me in the story of Mm -hmm. him saying when everyone else is gone. Yeah. Right. Everyone that was banking on Jesus, not dying. Totally. (laughs) And this wasn't like when he rose. Right. And like, and everyone's like, like when your team wins and you're like, yeah, I'm totally. Yeah. 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 Everyone all of a sudden is a Kansas city. Exactly. Right. And you're like, where were you? Wait, your Jersey was different last month. You just, you just like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So could you just talk a little bit more about that? Like maybe what does it look like to make your face and like public? Yeah. And, and for me, like, you know, this ties so well to baptism, right. And Mm -hmm. what we've been talking about with, baptism with declaration in general because Nicodemus in this moment is not it's you know middle of the night when he first has his conversation and we know from scripture around 3 p.m. is when Jesus dies and so it's you know middle of the day granted you know Jesus does all of his like death dramatics and the you know clouds darken but like people are around you know yeah Uh, and like Jesus or uh, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea are the only ones who step up to you know, bury this body, which for a criminal, especially a convicted, shamed criminal mm-hmm. on a crucifixion, the most shameful you could probably die, no one would step up. This is not someone where it's like, yeah, well, let's prepare this body for a tomb. It's let's get rid of this body. And especially on the Sabbath. Right. During mm-hmm. Passover. Yeah. Where Huge. it's like, this is the moment where you go, hey, like we recognize how God has delivered us and freed us and saved us. And like all of the, we, like this is the time when you would want to be able to be most able to worship. Mm-hmm. And Nicodemus is going, I'm going to treat this body. I have devoted a small fortune, like 75 pounds of oils and spices and ointments and whatever. And he's preparing this body. He's meticulously wrapping Jesus's body with linen and like we, I think we kind of skip over this when you go like, oh, well, Jesus was buried. Like who did this? It was Joseph and and Nicodemus Mm -hmm. taking the time to work through this. And in this moment, is he saying, I'm I'm one of them. I'm a Jesus follower. Maybe not, but he also is because he's going like, hey, I'm going to disagree with what y'all chose to do by saying I'm with him. I support him. I'm going to show care and love for this man who, you know, cared for me. Mm -hmm. And this is... Like, maybe he was, you know, had this awareness of the resurrection coming up, but maybe he didn't. Maybe he just knew who, they. hey, this is Jesus, and, and, I'm, and I'm following him. Yeah. And so it's such a sweet declaration. I think with our, when we look at baptism, it's this way of going, like, yeah, we have died, and we have been made new, 
I'm with Jesus. And it's also a sweet declaration of the church of saying, I am with y'all and y'all are with me, right? It's the, you know, talk to Daniel Butler who got baptized yesterday about that part of baptism that's kind of understated of going, Mm -hmm. no, you're part of the family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's this declaration of like, we're in this together. And right now I know that, you know, during camp, you got to have some experiences uh, of going like, I'm putting these things into practice, right? And Mm -hmm. the more that you experience God, the more that you get to kind of declare that you're with God yeah. in different ways. And in ways you're like, this is new. Mm-hmm. This is different. <laughs> this is <Yes>. unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we always kind of like to end with the questions of like, so what now? What What is God inviting you into in light of what we experienced yesterday? <laughs> Who's going to go first? I'll, I'll take it if you want to take some time to, to contemplate and think yeah. real quick. I think for me, it's such an interesting thing, especially Miranda, hearing you talk about how like this idea of being invited into more. I think that's a lot of what God has been doing with me is, is going like, I want to, I want you to experience more. And for me going like, no, like the, God, you do this thing. You're in this box. Mm-hmm. This is how I expect you to work. And that's a powerful box. Like you can do great things in that box, mm-hmm. but this is where, this is the limits, right? Mm-hmm. And God being like, no, I actually can do far more. I'm unlimited. I'm capable of more and me going, but that's a lot out of my control. Like I, yeah. I, I don't know how like comfortable I feel with you doing things mm-hmm. that are beyond what I expect mm-hmm. and beyond what I could do. Because mm-hmm. like at this point, I'm like, yeah, I know God. I know a lot about him. I've you know seen some cool things. That's all that God does. And God mm-hmm. being like, oh, sweet baby child. <laughs> <laughs> and, and going like, no, like there, God is, I think, wanting to do more in me, wanting to do more through me. And, and I think it's the same in our church, right? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. There is more available. And whether, like, who knows what that means, but I think God is, like, prepping us. And, and the trickle mm-hmm. that Brandon has been talking about is, like, that's a real thing. And it's like, all right, guys, prepare yourself. The water is coming. You may want to go get some swim trunks on. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you may want to get some sunscreen because yeah. we're, we're going swimming. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I I feel like it's very, very similar to what God's just been continuing to show me. And it's been not just from this sermon, but additionally from your sermon yesterday, Kel, but also Mm -hmm. in the last few months Mm -hmm. and just over and over again, deeper layers of trust, deeper layers of experiencing his love, understanding that he can't be put in a box yeah. that yeah. there's way more of his love that is available. There's mm-hmm. way more of opportunities to experience him mm-hmm. and something more recently that, um, I've kind of been working through with my therapist as well. That's been really cool to like hear cause she's a Christian female therapist is just the idea of like, just like any relationship with that we're in, it's not all about just, Hey God, here's like all, let me unearth all of the like hurt that I'm feeling right now and process it with you and hear what you have to say. It's also, he wants to just sit and joy with you and mm-hmm. like, yeah. let you just have like a fun time experiencing him. Yeah. And yeah. like all of the different ways of what our relationships look like, like with someone else, he's like, you get to have that with me too. Like right. it gets to be right. all these different facet facets of experiencing me in quality mm-hmm. time. It's totally. not just, Hey, okay, right now you have to listen and you have to hear from me right. my word. And it has to be like, you're learning something. Right. Other times it's going to be, Hey, I brought this 
fun song to your mind that was either secular or Christian. And like, look at how that connects the dots to what else you're experiencing in your life. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. Like, look at this beautiful cloud formation and Mm -hmm. look at this and that, you know? So just all of the ways that he's, he's not limited on how we get to experience him. Yeah. Um, And I do really feel so strongly that that is, I agree with you 100%. That's what he's doing in our church. He's showing us that like there is an invitation that there is more, there's more unification. There's more opportunity for discipleship across all generations. And that's been a main focus. And the Holy spirit is real, alive, powerful, and wants us to, experience and understand that he is living within us and that our strength comes from that and we get to be more and more rooted in that yeah and i feel like he is breaking ground going back to that whole thing again it's just breaking ground to let the wells come up and in order for us to do that we have to make room and we have to dig up and we have to break ground so that there is actually room for that well to come Mm. in and the water to start rising so so beautiful it has to be progressive so and the one thing I wanted to read was this is a scripture that I've been reading actually daily right now um, multiple times a day because it's my way of starting to get more rooted in him. But um, I know the last two verses have been something that the church has been focused on for a while, but I just wanted to read the whole section. So it's Ephesians three sixteen through 21. This is the NLT version. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. Mm. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, Mm -hmm. just like we kept saying, Mm -hmm. then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church Mm -hmm. and in Christ Jesus through all generations Mm -hmm. forever and ever. Amen. A- Amen. Well, and that leads so well into my final question. And specifically, I want to talk about the youth of our church. One, because that was amazing. Dog, straight up. So many youths were said yes yeah two like maybe two were planned two and planned then, two added yeah one of our leaders amazing mm-hmm. amazing amazing mm-hmm. and i i just want to celebrate what and not yeah. to use the word again Sell. unnecessarily but i do want to like what are some things that you see are things to celebrate about this generation and that you're yeah. noticing god at work let's celebrate and then what do you think are some invitations um for us as a church kind of wanting to care for the next generation but then also kind of shouting out to the next generation this is what we need from you all yeah totally Randy. you have, do you have anything to start or? sure um yeah i've i've been noticing a hunger mm-hmm. yeah. like there there really is a hunger in a lot of the youth and um it's been really sweet to see so many of the relationships get built yeah and just them opening up, having fun together, that it's not all just built around churchy stuff. 
Hmm. You know, it's okay. We're kind of starting to learn how to do life together a little bit and be open and understanding and inclusive of, we want to get to know each other better. Yeah. Hmm. And like our group of, I help lead the ninth and 10th grade girls right now. They're funny. They're like just really (laughs) funny and they love to just, we have, Megan is amazing at coming up with the best off the wall um, <laughs> questions to start as icebreaker questions, but they just like allow us to get to know each other in a fun, mm-hmm. sweet way. And then it delves into and snowballs into the rest of the conversation and just makes it even more organic yeah. throughout the process. So, um, yeah, I think that there's just like a sweetness of them really being learning to be open and honest mm-hmm. about where they're at and what they want and what they're struggling with. And, Um, I think one of the invitations is, well, I think another really beautiful thing has been getting to see the leadership and shout out to Kel, but just the way that, (laughs) the way that he's, he's cultivating our, our leader meetings and just really being intentional about us growing as leaders and Mm -hmm. learning how to be a better community together and what we're wanting the vision to look like for the youth and how we can support each other, how we can support the youth as well, and yeah. just always encouraging questions. So I just think that's been like a really beautiful, sweet thing. And mm-hmm. just the right people have continued to be led to help lead. Mm. Um, and then the worship as well has just been really sweet and powerful yeah. and getting to see yeah. how like different people worship in different ways. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean, just some amazing Holy Spirit-led things happen with students summer yeah. weekend. So, yeah, yeah, I, visions, I mean, things yeah. that I'd never heard of before and just <laughs> ways that the Lord was speaking to some of these students yeah. directly that we would not have expected. Super weird, really cool. Yes, yes. It, amazing. It, like, it's, just, <laughs> it's stuff that as a student pastor I had never experienced, but it's like, all right, do your thing, Holy Spirit. <laughs> like, I'm not going to stand in your way. Yeah, it yeah. aligns with scripture. It makes sense, but yes. it's right. not something we're used to hearing. And it's and not something I can, like for me again, like I can't schedule this out on my, <laughs> you know, it's like on my whiteboard. I'm like, leave room for spirit. Like Holy Spirit <laughs> power drop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just really powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah I love hearing that. And, yeah. and so grateful for Miranda and leaders like Miranda who have really stepped up because for me, I'm a huge advocate of, I, you know, with this current generation, it's discipleship, it's yeah. relationship, and it's awe and wonder yeah. that is going to captivate and it's going to move. And, you know, I don't know if it's because I'm a millennial who was, uh, you know, kind <laughs> of notoriously dunked on by the church, uh, but I think this current generation gets a lot of undue negative attention and negative feelings because Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, they're this way or that way. Mm -hmm. And for me, I love this generation. I care for them deeply. It's just, you know, like a good thing probably. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good that you do. It's like, I hate them. (laughs) Uh, But there's so much, I think, truly opportunity for this current generation of students and young people and kids to go, way further with the church Mm -hmm. than we ever could have, Mm -hmm. especially in the culture we're living in right now. Um, I think this current generation is one that values 
depth and honesty mm-hmm. and like realness and, yeah. and vulnerability and connection and mm-hmm. people go oh connection like they're always on their phones and it's like yes but they are there is more interconnectedness now than ever has been mm-hmm. because i can now know what's going on like everything is available mm-hmm. everything is real but that is why real relationship is so important and so valued. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, if you like we could throw a massive event and just have students show up, but if I'm just trying to be an entertaining thing, let's just have ACL. Right. Way more fun. Yeah. Like it's gonna be great, but it's not gonna stick. And the thing is like with when we're providing relationship and discipleship and we're saying look at how god moves there like Miranda was saying there's a hunger there is a desire and they may not be able to put words to it mm-hmm. of saying i hunger and thirst for something greater mm-hmm. but that's what it is it's this yeah. desire for more and i fully believe that like you know and brandon has talked about this where when you, you look at revival through history mm-hmm. it's not generally led by the mature generations. Mm-hmm. It's led by youth coming forward and having a spring-filled, you know, Holy Spirit movement and you're driven to confession and you're driven to spreading the word and moving in places that it has never been moved and where better and when better yeah. to move than South Austin in 2023 yeah. in the midst of a place that does not want Jesus. And all of our students experience that hmm. daily when they're at schools and when they're with their friends. They're around people who it's not even hatred of the gospel. It's disinterest and apathy. They've moved past it. It's, yeah. it's old mm-hmm. news. Yeah. And, and going like, you're antiquated for even believing it. And so mm-hmm. going like, there is a desire to go, yeah, but there's something so much better and sweeter. Don't you see these people whose mm-hmm. lives have changed? Mm-hmm. Like they like lives don't change because they're like, well, I wanted something worse. And so I like <laughs> opted in for this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you're seeing a lot of our students is going, there's something greater and better than I could have experienced with worship, right? Of, I mean, how many times have we seen like in worship experiences going like, I expect worship to be, boring and small my thought of when i was a kid was like man if heaven is just me singing songs all the time it's gonna be so lame yeah totally and going like that's not Mm -hmm. what yeah like like it's there's something so great and so sweet about saying like i just need to be free like miranda was saying i need to be Mm -hmm. able to worship and praise and glory because that's what i was made for right and this is giving you an opportunity to do that to something that's never going to let you down. I can worship the Dallas Cowboys as much as I want, but they're going to let me down. They have before, (laughs) right? Uh, But Jesus never does. And Mm -hmm. so with this current generation, I think there is a, there's so much more opportunity than any other generation has ever had to do something incredible because of their interconnectedness, because of how intelligent they are, Mm -hmm. because of how emotionally aware they are and going like how much hurt exists Mm -hmm. and how much they care for hurt where they want to see like injustices justified. They want to see hurt healed. Yeah. And who better does that than the one who is the great physician and like the great, the, the most judge or like the most just like, you know, person who exists in, yeah. in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so 
I like I'm excited and I you know I could get on a youth rant for a while. I'm sure. Yeah. But again, I'm on a I'm on a pitch clock. So <laughs> like, I can I only got so much time. Yes. At least at least this episode. This part episode. one. Part one. <laughs> part but two I, is a separate Yes, podcast. yes, yes. Just a Kel special. We'll just have one just so he can talk about. But I think it's so important and I think it's a good reminder, right? And um, an invitation. Even when I think about Nicodemus and I think about the things that were barriers, the things yeah. that got in the way, mm-hmm. the things, the excuses that he made and how relatable those are. Totally. And even for my own personal life, the older I get, the more these questions about my future and security mm-hmm. and being responsible, they start to flood in a little bit more than I'm used to. Yeah. When I'm yeah. young, I was like, oh yeah, go save the world. Like go travel, go, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And it was so much easier uh, to be like, sure. And But now all of a sudden these new questions and um, again, I, I was thinking I was really judgy of Nicodemus, like, what is he doing? And now yeah. I'm like, I get it. That's valid. Those and, are all things that I think you relate to. his situation of, yeah. and how, what a blessing it is, how patient and gentle is with Nicodemus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is a group that Jesus is aware hates him. Yeah. And this is a group that Jesus is also aware is going to murder him. Yeah. And like, he's going, hey, let me walk hand in hand with you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to press in and make you think about things in a deeper and more challenging way. But I'm going to answer your questions and I'm going to give you truth. Yeah. So like, what a sweetness that is. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. And And just a reminder that it's like, he goes after everyone. Yes. Yes. It's not just one separate certain group of people. Absolutely. And back to the kind of conversation of we don't have to have arrived at a right. certain point yeah. in yes. order for that pursuit to start. Like yeah. he starts from the beginning and he's just patiently there waiting as a gentleman. Like, are you ready? Yeah. And all he going? asks, all he asks is for us to walk with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it's step by step. It's yeah. not all at once. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so beautiful. Mm. So thank you both for being on the podcast today. Thanks thank for sharing you, yes. for your story Thanks and your journey. This has been After the Sermon Podcast, and we'll see you next week.